0: <laughs>
1: live on digital media from the vast and spacious vpod tv studios in beautiful Oak Brook, illinois the u.s capital of polo yes polo with the horses it's the weekly wrap with your host broadcasting legend bruce wolf and this week's special guest co-host Dobie maxwell and today's very very special guest former Tribune columnist, Eric Zorn. And now, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Bruce
2: Wolf. Oh, time for the weekly, ouch, rap. It hurts, it hurts. And that's not even real wood. Bruce Wolf, along with filling in for Tim Slagle. This is our debut uh, podcast, right? Although we already had one out there with Mike North, and it's the podcast world. There's The space-time continuum is all warped. Is Dobie Maxwell. Thanks for... For joining us. I'm here glad today, to be in the, the
3: celebrity dunk tank here.
2: <laughs> Tim Slagle calls me. He's got a paying gig, and I get to come here. And- That's great. Now, Dolby and I work together at The Loop. I, I worked for The Loop about. Uh, I had like 15 or 16 tours of duty there. The third one with Brandmeier, I was ready to kill myself, even though I was getting paid a lot of money. But, you know, enough is enough already. But you and I worked uh, with uh, Spike and Manton and... uh, Max Baumgartner. Max Baumgartner. Max... Wait, wait. No, isn't he the pitcher for the uh, San Francisco (laughs) Giants? (laughs) Anyway, whatever. Uh, We worked there and we got... They had a, a changeover in management and everything like that, and everybody got, can't accept me. Mm-hmm. I get to, I got to stay. You and were Ted Knight. Totally. Yeah, I'm the one who gets to stay, exactly. Mary. Exactly. You, you go the long way to Tipperary. Mayor, Mayor Lou. <laughs> but I got to stay because Brandmeier was coming back, and I noted, and I, I talked to the program director, who had to leave, too, in the changeover, Greg Salk. And I said to him, hey, guess what? The ratings for the show were really good, our last ratings. Of course they were. And he, and he was ready to kill me. Because yeah. <laughs> so, I got to stay and everybody else got well, to stay. Well, it was go. really fun to work yeah. with
3: you because you and I exchanged some of the most obscure, underhanded <laughs> references. And I really loved it. And I'm thinking, you know what? I just pictured the average pickle truck driver that listened to The Loop that wanted to hear the latest Ozzy uh, uh, <laughs> record. And, and Bruce Wolf and Dobie Maxwell are going out oh, there with Jean-Paul oh, Sartre oh, references. Oh, yes. Okay. It was a blast. Totally had a blast. Working
2: and you know me. I'm just dropping names there because I, I never actually read any sarts. It's okay. Uh, yeah, it's just Don't <laughs> care. It was still fun to do. No, it was great. Well, so thank you for joining us. I'm and, thrilled to be uh, here. You know, uh, uh, actually, it was, you guys were the headliners. I was the news guy. And you know, I got in trouble with the uh, managing, uh, with the general manager of the station. I, I'm hearing some interference from the Russians right now. I knew they were jamming us with those damn commies, but uh, I uh, got in trouble because she detected, and she was pretty smart, that I was I was give, delivering a biased newscast, mm-hmm. a conservatively biased newscast for The Loop. It just, you can't do this. Yeah. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> I tried. I don't <laughs> think listeners
3: listen to The Loop for The Newscast. No, right. Exactly. Exactly. We, we had fun.
2: Yeah, that was good. So, But this was a long time ago. Are you still doing stand-up comic? You know, it's, a, really, it's a tough Comedy? thing to do.
3: I was doing cruise ships before uh, the COVID hit. I'm give me some ginger right now. because And not g- ginger
2: like Ginger and Marianne. I'll take I need, Lovey Howell. She's got the yeah, money. She's got the pipeline. Because my uh, – I'm getting dizzy. Just thinking about a cruise ship. Have you been on a cruise ship before? You know, and I was in the bed the entire time. I just, I can't move. I can't say the the
3: brand name that it was, but I'll just say it's uh, Walmart on the water. (laughs) The lowest form, Carnival. It was a Petri dish when I was on it before COVID.
2: Petri dishes, the midnight Petri dish buffet is fantastic, All you You can can keep down for $4.
3: And it sounds good in theory, as does communism. And then you're actually out there on a boat, weeks from home. It was absolutely. Calling was, bingo numbers. Bingo 069. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, grandma, help me out. Yeah, and right. I, I got. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was absolutely. I 19 is my favorite number for some reason. I don't know why. I like 22. Toot, yeah, yeah, I guess was, so. The, yeah. the thing all is, right. it's prison with a bad buffet. <laughs> and it's all the ships. It was 27 ships for the company I worked for. Really? And it got to the point where the, the menu mm. is exactly the same. It's Groundhog Day. Monday's this, Tuesday's that, uh-huh. Wednesday's that. So I was out there, and the first night I was on a cruise ship, I saw some of the staff eating cornflakes for dinner. <laughs> and I thought, why would you do that? Three weeks later, I was yeah, doing absolutely. it. Absolutely. You're just, hoping was... for the iceberg to hit you. Yeah, it was yeah. <laughs> absolutely horrible.
2: <laughs> all right, well, there's... Got to be a morning after uh, a morning this after. show, uh, and that's when this show will debut tomorrow, right? Uh, we're going to be talking to Eric Zorn, the former. Con- oh, I should always turn off my phone. Turn off when your devices. this device could be
3: important. Okay, yeah. I've got my um, uh, so my pacemaker off. Right. <laughs> Okay. Every garage door will open. Yeah, here. I
2: mean, you look in good shape, but all those years in the nightclubs and everything like that, they Thank had to defibrillate part- you? Is yeah, that right? Yeah, exactly
3: right. right. I, I, just, uh, I sold my kidney on eBay. <laughs> you know, I'm just becoming a cyber comedian. And so people, I hate to say it, people have the, the uh, attention span of a flea. I'm sorry. What did you say? Yeah, exactly. So here's no, the thing. Yeah. Uh,
2: I, I I hate to get even more personal about this, but and this is all Chris's fault. Somebody actually watched the Mike North thing, and their only comment was that I'm wearing a shirt that's two sizes too big. And the guy was right. So, this one I think is only one size too big. Am I right about that? Okay. Because all my clothes are like, I think I shrunk in the last 20 years and I haven't bought anything. It's certainly not tailored. No, oh, okay. There you go. All I right. saw that
3: episode. I thought it was very yeah. entertaining. <laughs> oh, thank you. I did. Thank you. You, you didn't concentrate on the shirt. I don't have one. No, I, I okay. concentrate on the content, which I found well, thank entertaining. You. Thank I don't, you. I didn't have one of the people meters, though, so I don't know if you got any ratings out of it. Yeah,
2: I, you know, it's it's out there forever. It's so I mean, it, it's it's infinite. And there's infinite possibilities for mm-hmm. the ratings there. All right, so I, I I'd like to pose this question to Adobe: um, uh, Is there anywhere we could find a, a TV station? Uh, local TV station, news station reporting on a tenant uh, who isn't paying his rent uh, because of the moratorium Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. now, the unconstitutional moratorium that Joe Biden even admitted to the unconstitutionality of, and he should be impeached that's an impeachable offense, but that's another point and this guy, this tenant who isn't paying his rent, won't get a job because of the unemployment benefits are too good. And he's causing great hardship to his middle-class landlord who rented out a basement apartment to the guy. There are 8 million landlords in the United States, like there are people in the Naked sure. City. Yeah. And uh, speaking of obscure references... Uh, and I'm just wondering if anybody's ever done that story. I can't imagine local news, local newscasts, doing that because it's too conservative. Sure. Yeah. You know, because we want to look at the tenants as the victims, and the, you know, it's always kill my landlord, and uh, C <laughs>
3: right. I L L. An obscure reference for you too. You
2: know, but I mean, there, there's so much bias, uh, especially like you know, with this COVID thing. Everybody's out for Ron DeSantis because he's the uh, uh, presumptive heir to, to the Republican throne, uh-huh. and they're, they want to see more COVID deaths in Florida, but they never talk about, for example, Louisiana, where it's a Democratic governor, and there's a lot of minorities there who don't want to take the vaccination either. So mm-hmm. that's, it's a two-way street on this one. It doesn't cut across ideological lines.
3: No, and I think it's, it's a follow the money. There's, I hate to be a skeptic, but in my old age, I just look at it, it's like, well, there are more people that die in car accidents than of COVID. And the point zero 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 one people that actually do die of it to shut down the world. Right. It's a little bit harsh on my... my uh, well,
2: well, you know, panic is, it, there's people who have a vested interest in panic. Sure. And now not, you don't have to answer this question uh, to have a passport to be on this show, but are you vaccinated?
3: Uh, I am not. Get out of here. Uh, I self-vaccinated I took a no I I did I just to me it it came out way too short of time and I would like to see you're wrong see and now I'm gonna get in trouble because I'm gonna look
2: like a pro-vaxxer like you know some crazy liberal Uh, and that's not the audience I wanna get but you're you're Y- you're wrong, Dobie. Okay, Bruce. I you know, no, but here, here's the reason, uh, and you don't have to agree with me because you're technically the sidekick here today. I mean, you, can di- you can you can you know argue fine. with me. I don't want to argue. But with here's you. the thing, um, I mean, it's going to now. You could argue that it's been only been, been given this uh, emergency uh, status by the FDA, but they're just slow walking it. the The odds of you being harmed by the vaccine are much much less than uh, you being harmed by COVID itself. And I say that notwithstanding the fact that I'm a tort attorney and several years from now, if we find anything wrong with these vaccines, you know, we're going to be looking for millions and millions of dollars. But that is a co- caveat on this. Two side. Two words, babies. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. You know, speaking of obscure references, oh. I, yeah, that's not what this is.
3: Okay. That's
2: not what this is. What's in it?
3: Do I look like a scientist? That's the Do thing, nobody knows. So yeah, I'm going to take, I'm gonna take but, a Fauci-ouchie uh,
2: it, and and luck and, and dr fauci is shouldn't be around because he's lied for the good of the country yes. over and over again we don't need that from the from a scientist we need the truth from the scientist. we'll make the policy we're not little children but i'm telling you because you're a little children and a child then i gotta wrap you across the knuckles here Dobie. Mm, okay. you should get it and you're not you're not as young as you were I, when we worked I, on the loop I, I, you my, could be my r- bones risking are quite a bit as we
3: speak i am not. don't you want to get in another cruise ship ever again in your life all the cornflakes
2: that you're going to be at the shuffle board
3: when LeBron James <laughs> and his family get their vaccination, I might think about so it. So
2: LeBron James said no, he's not getting he's vaccinated? Not getting vaccinated. I mean, LeBron James is supposed to be a leader. The screaming
3: liberal of all time. And he's not getting he's vaccinated? That's not getting it.
2: That's, uh, and of course, nobody's making it that big a deal. The only mm-hmm. It's only the DeSantis's or DeSantis. They're kind of making it that, a political thing. And it's just, totally been Did you get the flu
3: shot? Have you gotten the flu shot? Yes, I've never gotten yeah. the flu shot, never got the flu. I had pneumonia. That, when that, I was... That,
2: that's what we call post hoc ergo propter hoc. It's a, f- a logical fallacy. You think because you didn't get the shot, you didn't get the flu. Mm. That's
3: not the reason. Okay. You're lucky. I'm lucky. I'm Mr. Lucky. I mean, I'm the only person. I know that's that is, true. I have run out wait, of gas wait, wait. in a car wash. Isn't Mr. Lucky twice? like your uh, that was you're, my my, sh- my, shtick, your my moniker, stick? Your That was my thing. your comedy album. You didn't think I remembered that? that you do. That. You're the only one. I
2: that does. saw you absolutely kill. It went zinc. At at a comedy club when we were promoting our probably show Zanies. on the loop yep. probably Zan- and you were just i mean and i was envious because i Thank i you. don't think i could stand up in front of a bunch of, in front of a, it's a bunch difficult of thing to do. I mean i'm i'm you know sportscast funny where you don't expect it. I'm belching church funny. Uh, i'm not i'm not stand in front of people who are paying 95 a drink or something like that
3: I'm not uh, getting that not you can uh, cross-examine in court too which I can't do it's just it's a skill oh no
2: no they won't let me do that at the law firm
3: I'm the old guy
2: you know they just yep. put
3: me off on a corner okay. there I'm like
2: Are you got Pretend that I'm working, huh? Schwartzberg, Philip uh, and Wolf. Are you But there are, are, are 20. The I'm the 22nd attorney in a 21 law, uh, attorney law firm. I got that's, it. Uh, that's, so, coming up, we've got Eric Zorn. Yes. Uh, uh, speaking is. of guys who launched, helped launch my broadcast career, he wrote an article on me in the Tribune about 39 years ago. Okay. And he's out of a job at the Tribune. So, we're going to try and you know, raise some funds, do a, a GoFundMe page for Eric Zorn, okay. formerly of the Tribune. Bruce Wolf, Dobie Maxville on the Weekly Wrap.
3: Chicago Tribune has long been one of the most important sources of information about the city and suburbs. Their reporters and editors consider themselves government watchdogs and historians for Chicago. And some of the most recognizable among Tribune employees are columnists, like Eric Zorn, who's been with the paper for 41 years. But this is his last week.
0: I didn't particularly want to leave. They don't have the kind of space for local columnists and commentary that the Chicago Tribune uh, has
2: had. All right, Bruce Wolf and Dobie Maxwell. No, I do the knocking. Okay, Okay. I'm sorry. That's my shtick. (laughs) on the weekly wrap. And we are joined right now by Eric Zorn. Uh, Eric, uh, who was that reporter? That wasn't John Bulldog Drummond, was it? Uh, who, who was that reporter? Uh,
0: I I don't remember. I did a whole bunch of different interviews for that okay. uh, particular time in my life. I think that might have been Channel Eleven. But no, that
2: was Seven. Remember. So you don't even know. I mean, was, uh, when they I, become I, that yeah. fungible to you, Eric, I mean that's <laughs> awfully awfully condescending of you about the broadcast <laughs> yeah. media. Yes, it's not that they're
0: fungible. Just that seriously. I'll I was interviewed probably ten, fifteen times right. during that week yeah. by local and national news outlets, just about what was happening. Well, the I'm so,
2: I'm so lazy, and, Eric. Why don't you just give me your best answer for any of those questions right now, and then I'll I'll, I'll edit in the question later.
0: Okay. I'll, I, you know, well Okay. Sure. I'll I'll talk about why I left if you'd okay. like to t- sure. talk about it. Which is which is that our company, the the Tribune Publishing, was taken over by Alden Global Capital, which has a reputation, as a lot of people know, for buying newspapers and. Gutting them to make them more pro- more profitable, and so they were. And every place they go, I did some research and realized that they don't have don't place much value on columnists. They don't have a lot of columnists, local columnists. A lot of the local commentary that they publish is the stuff that you see from think tanks, and you know, like like the Illinois Policy Institute here would contribute columns to all the papers and so on. But they don't like to pay for opinion content in general. was, was my conclusion. So when you've got someone who's been around as long as i have making the kind of money i was making i knew that they were looking to cut and that i would have a real target on my back they made a very attractive buyout offer. How much? And a whole bunch, whole bunch. Did anybody of ask was, how much?
3: <laughs> well, no, well, Seventy-nine cents a pound.
0: Well, no. I mean, it's, ba- it's basically year's past. <laughs> oh, that's to, pretty good. To, to, you know, so yeah, so no, it was it it's was a very bad. nice offer. Um, I mean, for greedy, um,
2: socially Darwinistic capitalists uh, to offer you a year is
0: uh, is not bad. Yeah, no. I,
2: yeah, I mean, because everybody, bad. you know, nobody ever talks about the good side of the hyena.
0: So <laughs> it. <right. It's> a, <laughs> So but, so yeah. it, it was a really, it was almost an impossible offer to pass up, and yeah. uh, you know, I'm 63, so it's well, time to think about... I, I feel like i still got some gas in the tank, some things I might want to pursue, uh, but otherwise, I've just been giving interviews to the media and appearing on podcasts. So, that's, uh, that's a lot of fun. Right.
2: It's not something to pass the time. I call this my hobby. Uh, so let's see. If you're 63, let me do some math. Uh, you were 24 then when you interviewed me in my law office...
0: And did
2: a big story, and the law office I was in was probably even smaller than this room that I'm in right now. And I remember you describing, uh, I I was doing broadcast Adobe on Mm. the loop. (laughs) Sure. <laughs> that was my first time on The Loop. I was with you the fourth oh, time or yeah. something. I listened to you the first time. And uh, I, I'd have my microphone on top of uh, Sullivan's Law Directory and uh, Black's Law Dictionary, neither one of which I ever used for their intended purpose. <laughs> and, I, uh, and Eric wrote about this, a big story in the Tribune. And, of course, because we live in a copycat world of journalism, mm-hmm. Sports Illustrated picked up on it. I was in their scorecard section. They had a picture of Sweet. a cartoon. Uh, and then Channel 7 did two stories on me. They even copied themselves. So, Eric, how much do I owe you uh, for this? And I know you were just speaking the God's honest truth when you wrote that story, so it wasn't like you were, you know, my publicity uh, agent.
0: No, oh, nothing. I mean, it was a it was a, a column that my editors really liked, and it got around, and uh, so I think we're even. I mean, oh, okay. The tri- and so the Tribune agreed. They said we'll keep you on for another forty years. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. So now you, it's enough with the niceties. Hoping you'll
0: do something else. Yeah. That's, that's let's start
2: fighting uh, here because you know it's too nice. Throw it uh, but down. but before we do that, I always love. We interviewed a guy. Uh, one of our pilot episodes. One of the Arizona Congress, not Congress, state reps, who's behind the audit in Arizona. So first, I I, I wanted him to get out all his books uh, that that were behind him for the shot, and you know, you get you get, kind of get a picture of a guy just from those books, and it was all about global warming as a farce, uh, you know, stuff like that. So I kind of expected that. Um, I think there were a couple of Scientology books in there as well. I'm not sure, Chris. So if you had to turn around and look at one book on your shelf there, which one would it be?
0: Well, if I had to turn around and actually look at what's here, I would see my daughter's bookshelf because I'm in my daughter's bedroom. Uh, wow! This okay. is this is a virtual Zoom background that I stole from my college roommate when I was visiting <laughs> him recently. I said, "That's a great bookshelf. I'm going to use it for Zoom." So that's go. what you're seeing. So I mean, none of these books. I, I've read none of these books. You've I've, read none of these books.
2: Yeah, it, it, I, you know, because I saw it, his, James Mitchner. I said, "Eric's not a James Michner guy." He's not. He wouldn't have time for. Is he uh,
3: boiling mad?
2: <laughs> right. I, so none of these books matters. You're you're, you're just a the phony TV all. character, like we all are right now. You've yes, totally of course, bought of into course, the it. new media. Um, all right. So uh, so what are you going to do with yourself? I mean, you're too young to retire. You're you are. I mean, I, we've had disagreements on Twitter and the like. I got to thank you for never blocking me. Uh, it's always my goal <laughs> to get blocked on Twitter. You've never done it. Uh, we've Never had we've had some fights, but uh, you uh, you're you're too young I mean, you're very talented. What are you gonna
0: do? I don't know I, I think I might get back into the game a little bit doing something that's kind of like what uh, my former colleague John Cass is doing mm-hmm. where he's writing he's writing a, a, a regular column online. I don't think I want to do that so much as maybe I want to have more of a regular presence online i I was the first person to write a blog for the Tribune. I, I think I was the first person. In Chicago, who worked for a major newspaper, who wrote uh, a general interest blog. There were some tech blogs, but I was the first guy to blog. I remember t- going to my editors and having to explain to them what a blog <laughs> right. was, back in like, like 2003 or whenever the heck it was. So, uh, but but that because of various platform changes uh, got away from me, and we didn't we stopped doing blogging a couple of years ago, and 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 honestly, blogging went away. Uh, pretty much with the advent of social media. Rick, I was pay.
2: actually a blogger for the, the Tribune had this blog site for just about anybody you could get in. And mine was called, and I think Jimmy Greenfield was the guy who was behind it at the Tribune. And mine, he made a nice logo and everything. It was beautiful. You, you know how you go somewhere and all you get is this lousy t-shirt. Sure, and all I got yeah. was that wonderfully lousy logo. And it was called <laughs> blog shakalaka, which, you know, oh, fit, beautiful fit. Yeah, absolutely. And I made up, These stories. I I was trying to do like an onion esque thing. That's what I was dabbling in, and I got myself into some trouble there, like with Ron Majors, uh, (laughs) because I did some satire that Ron Majors didn't like, and uh, Bill Zwecker, people like that. That I was uh, I was skewering with uh, with some. It was actually fun to do, but it's like, you know, it's boy, Mm -hmm. this is. I, I love the democratization of the media, Eric, but. Boy, it's it's tough. It's competitive, and it's it's hard to make a buck. Uh, I hope you saved.
0: <laughs> it's very yeah, yeah. I did, and it's it is very competitive. And if I do something like that, if I get back in with a, a newsletter, a Substack, something like that, it will not be with the idea that I'm going to, need to make that much money, if any money, doing it. It's because I, I like to do it. I, I really one of the things that over, over all the years I really enjoyed. The give and take. I enjoyed sparring with people like you. I enjoyed getting nice letters. I enjoyed getting smart, critical letters, um, and so all of that has gone away. And I, I'm missing the interaction. I'm, I get some of it on social media. We all do. And again, as I was saying, I think that the social media, Facebook. Facebook is essentially a series of interconnected blogs. If you think about right, it, yeah. people are posting and then and then they're commenting on each other's sites. I, mean, I, I love that that platform. I, I don't think anybody's making any money on it. Um, so I, you know, I don't know. I might do that. There's there's also possibility of doing books. Uh, mm. I've gotten a couple of, of feelers from people who want to talk to yeah. me about book ideas. Uh, what I would the book be any, about? Well, see, I don't have any book ideas. That's going to be a problem.
2: I, I can't so, even read a book. Well, you know, you know the old story. The uh, the newspaper guys want to write the great American novel and TV guys just want to read one. And uh, so I, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult for me. Yeah, but that would be great. I mean, you really do have a lot of talent, but let me play Lionel Hutz right now for a second uh, to lead into the next segment. I remember agreeing with you once, and it was, a, it was your take on uh, Trayvon Martin and you had very carefully gone through the route that he had taken. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you had said, it looked like he could have avoided the confrontation with George Zimmerman, and you weren't gung-ho like the typical uh, liberal columnist, and you might have taken taken flack for that. I add that to uh, the fact that you actually wanted to wait for the facts to come out on Adam Toledo, and you were skewered for that. This is the uh, 13-year-old boy who was mm. shot by a cop in Chicago and killed. Uh, I'm putting one and one together and uh, and making three here. Uh, are you, in fact, a racist, uh, Eric Son? <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm you know what I am what i've always considered such to be is is a heterodox liberal, and the Trayvon Martin case is a great example of that, which is like when that happened i mean it's very first of all, all the images came out of trayvon Martin showed him like as a twelve year old boy and he wasn't twelve years old I think he was seventeen uh he didn't look anything like those innocent pictures of him in his baseball jersey, and the idea that George Zimmerman was this large hulking man who chased him down through the suburbs or the subdivision in Sanford, Florida, and shot him like a dog. Uh, that was very appealing to a lot of people. And that's where Al Sharpton and all those guys jumped in to make this a big case. And I just started looking at the, just the map of the subdivision and I looked at the timeline of the 911 calls and the timeline you know, of, of the calls that Zimmerman made and then some of the neighbors made and when the fight took place. And I realized that there is no way that this pudgy, 30 ish, you know, would be neighborhood watchman, this Paul Blart of the sub. <laughs>
3: with is, that, is,
2: Eric Zorn, I'm going to cancel you right now. No, we have to take a break. Is, but we're going to pick oh, up on the other side. And maybe you'll uh, get some religion during the break right now. Bruce Wolf, Dovey Maxwell with Eric Zorn, the novelist, coming up after this. <laughs> Bruce Wolf and. Dobie Maxwell on the Weekly Wrap, and our guest is Eric Zorn, the former Tribune columnist who was right in the middle of a closing argument uh, uh, on behalf of George Zimmerman, because, you know, we'd like to do the oldies, the oldies trials. Uh But, yeah, you were making the case that uh, Trayvon Martin was not – it it was not what it was cracked up to be.
0: uh. Well, it was was pretty clearly what happened was that Trayvon Martin saw this, this guy who was giving him the stink eye and starting to follow him as he walked home and he decided he would go back and beat his ass. Basically, I mean that—that that, that seems to be very clearly what happened. Because right. Zimmerman is standing there. If he's going to be hunting down little black children, he's not going to be talking on the phone to the nine one one dispatcher. <laughs> he's standing there waiting for the cops to get there. No, you're, only, you're he not,
2: you would make a great attorney because the defense attorney, you know, is, I, I work for a plaintiffs firm, and it's all about—I mean—how horrible the injury is and everything like that. Defense attorneys want to be sarcastic. Oh, what are you talking about? And this is, this is what Zorin is doing right here. I mean, so you might think about another career at age 63. You could this do law it? school in three years. Uh, you could make partner by 85, you know. So, yeah, so <laughs> there you there. go. So, any, oh, go ahead.
0: Long and, short, long and short of it is that, I mean, was Trayvon Martin uh, attacking George Zimmerman? Yes, I think that's pretty clearly what happened. And you have to admit that. And now, is that, does that give George Zimmerman cause to shoot him? It probably does under Florida law, which is why, by the way, uh, I have also written columns that make people mad about Kyle Rittenhouse. I don't know if you you've uh, yeah, I know those. sure is 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 Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, you know, it's like it's really a bad idea to to march through a a, a, a a protest zone with a gun across your chest, and it's a bad idea if you're underage to be carrying that gun. All those things are true. I probably don't agree with Kyle Rittenhouse's politics about anything. But the guy was being chased by a big old guy who was clearly bent on taking his gun from him and doing God knows what. The I, guy had been yelling at him. You know, I got
2: to... I, next thing I, I'm going to see, you're going to be storming the Capitol again on January 6th, <laughs> uh, Eric Soren. Between this and that, and let's bring up, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Adam Toledo, which we mentioned before, a 13-year-old kid who was shot by a cop and killed. And... Um, there was some question as to whether the kid had a gun in his hand at the time of the shooting, and he really didn't uh, at the time. And that, but whether it's justified or not is, is another question. But all you wanted to do was wait till the facts came out, and you were attacked. I, by the way, full disclosure: I, uh, you went to Michigan, right? I, I went to the yes. Middle School of Journalism, Northwestern University, or I like to call it the Middle School of Spin right now. And there's an, I believe it's an ethics professor, and I've. I'm looking for his name right now, but uh, Stephen Th- Stephen Thrasher Stephen Thrasher, and he basically the, yeah. said that it was it's never too early to rush to judgment on a case like this. I mean, it's like going through the Looking Glass. It is uh, sentence first, verdict act afterwards. Uh, it, Lewis Carroll wouldn't phase anybody nowadays.
0: Yeah, it was very it was very Queen of Hearts, and, <laughs> and the and all I said was you know what was happening was that protests were t- were taking place throughout the neighborhood down there talking about a police officer had murdered this child and and they were, everyone was talking about how young he was and the column I said look we don't know what happened here this was before the video came out the video hadn't been released yet uh and of course there we do we did know that there were gunshots fired uh in that area and that's why the police were there and uh and I and I said look we we don't know a we don't know what happened and b you can't say that because someone is 13 years old that they're like a, a baby. And some of the people were saying you've murdered a baby, and I pointed out a number of cases where 13-year-olds had committed pretty horrible crimes, just as a way to say, like, let's wait before we decide that this is this that this particular incident really means anything.
2: Well, it's a basic and, tenet of journalism that you get the facts. I mean, you right. know, the city well, news bureau. Uh, 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 motto: If your mother uh, t- says she loves you, check it out. Uh, it, it, you get all the facts, and then come to your conclusions. But this professor is saying no. And here's here's what I'm saying: You're responsible for people like this, Eric, because you're a liberal and you've created a Frankenstein monster. Do you agree with me?
0: No, I don't. Of course, oh, I don't okay. Agree all right, that. I mean, I I I took after this guy, and, and uh, finally had a call I gave him a month. He wrote something like, I'm canceling my subscription to the Tribune, which you're a journalism professor, man, in Chicago. (laughs) You've got to have a subscription to the Tribune and the Sun-Times and Cranes. Come on. But the thing is,
2: here the problem is, Eric, is that you're a liberal. You favor diversity as opposed to affirmative action. Affirmative action, in principle, sounds good. It is about... Uh, where you have a history of discrimination against a discreet and insular minority, you'll give preferential treatment to the black guy uh, as opposed, over the white guy, all other things being equal. But then comes along a Nixon appointee named Lewis Paul, Nixon of all, all people, and in the, I think it's the Bakke decision, decides, no, we, what we want is diversity, and we're going to make color a qualification. For things, and once you do that, once you make color a qualification, and you get rid of the uh, of the usual quali- qualifications, you can get rid of anything. You can get rid of the tenets of journalism. Everybody's a conservative when it comes to you know their own thing, and and that's what you are. And uh, was it Irving Kristol or somebody else who said uh, a conservative is a liberal who's been mugged by reality? You have you helped create this, and you're being hoisted by your own petard. Agree or disagree? F-
0: well the Bakke decision was what 77 or something? I mean Well that was, that's uh, sowed the seeds. Yeah. But pa- Powell as I remember that case, Powell was the one who like split the difference. He was the the deciding vote and he cuz there like there were like four or five different opinions in that case and Powell was the one who who decided, well, not we're not going to go by uh, you can't make it your only qualification and we can't be about race, it has to be about diversity because diversity benefits everyone. I mean I remember it was it was a very uh, delicate argument as I remember that so delicate states, that
2: it, you can't even parse it. Uh, yes I uh, Now here's I, a dime I, Mr. I, Hart and I'll go call your mother uh, and uh, she can take you home.
0: <laughs> well, I mean I, I, you know, my my sense of, of that of, of the idea of just of, of diversity is it's really it's, I think it's really important in newsrooms for instance it's probably important in it's certainly important in other businesses where you need it, it's it's a good thing for companies to have that. And uh, you know what, what you're looking for when you're trying to diversify a university, trying to diversify a company is is people from different backgrounds. And, but do you uh, want do?
2: do you want diversity to become a qualification, the color of someone's skin to become a qualification and substitute for some other? Uh, I and mean, we know that this happens. I mean, Bill de Blasio in New York was uh, you know, open about it. He was going to discriminate against Asians in, in favor of blacks. Uh, I mean, it happens at Harvard. We know that this kind of thing happens. And I'm saying that what, what you get, it metastasizes into something where you get this nutcase professor who should be thrown out on his ass at Northwestern uh, telling you that he doesn't want to find out who, what, where, when, and why, and how.
0: Yes. No, I, that was horrible. And And it's your fault (laughs) because (laughs) you're a liberal because it's the Okay,
2: go ahead. I don't think I, I
0: I hardly ever wrote about affirmative action because I think it's, it's you don't have have to write
2: about it. It's in your blood. I mean, you favor that. You're a liberal. You do understand how you, I mean, it's the cancel culture. I mean, that's what's happening now. I mean, conservatives are on the sidelines on this. It's, it's liberals. Hey, it's Cuomo in New York right now. I mean, it's, it's the Democrats who are getting rid of him. Uh, but this is the kind of thing that happens. It, you create this monster, and it, it goes off crazy, and you don't know how to control it anymore.
0: Oh, Colin Kaepernick was a victim of cancel culture from the right I mean it's not like one side one side is, is totally guilty of, of trying to ostracize and, and marginalize people who express opinions they don't agree with Kathy Griffin you know, there's a lot of examples of cancel culture but to circle back to Stephen Thrasher uh, I, I waited a month because he accused me in this tweet not only did he say he's canceling a subscription but he also accused me of, of uh, promoting the murder of children uh, oh, okay. which which i don't i just for the record i want to say <laughs> that i do not i do not approve of that and so and so i wrote to him a month i waited for him to cool down i wrote to him a month later i said look i you know you're you're a journalism professor i'd like to open up a dialogue with you but i'd like, like to talk about why it is you reacted this way because i did that with some other people who had written to me because I, And I was pilloried on Twitter, Facebook, and in my own newsroom, which really bothered me, frankly, where there are a number of the younger who reporters. Who pilloried really, you? Who, who on pillor- earth believes you think this guy's an outlier? He's not.
2: I bet you it was yeah, Darlene well, Glanton. I'll bet you it was she, right? Am no, I right about that?
0: No, no, no. D- Darlene was not one of
2: them. Okay, who no, was there, it? Name was names. Younger, younger, Mr. M- Senator McCarthy, for... have you no shame. <laughs> Name us some names right here.
0: No, no, I'm not going to throw any <laughs> okay. old colleagues under the bus, but, but, okay. but it was it – was, uh, and the thing that was really bothered me was exactly the way you framed it, Bruce, which is the, you know, who, what, where, when, why. This is our job. Our job is to hold up our finger when, when everybody else is going nuts and say, wait a sec or to say hey what's really going on here is this is this what it is this what it looks like rather than to join in the parade and the crowd and and grab our torches and pitchforks uh, Rex Hupke wrote a column on the same topic where he said there are not two sides to the Adam Toledo story and i'm like look there are two sides to every story. there's
2: more than two sides if you're an tour, you find out there's usually five or six sides yeah.
0: and and yeah. you know and it and, you know in, in Defense of people who criticized me i did I did admit in a follow up column that that I was very coldly analytical about it. it's a terrible when the 13-year-old oh, kid my no matter you were the he bleeding did,
2: heart liberal didn't bleed no. enough you didn't hemorrhage well, over this
0: no i was i would say
2: see this, you'll we, wind up apologizing like that New York Times guy apologized for describing using no. the uh, did he use the n-word to describe people who use the n-word and he was trying to special case and he got he had to flagellate himself too that's what you wind no, up doing no he was
0: he well he tried. No, no. All I said was that, that I felt like that. That I didn't really acknowledge the fact. You're that right. It, it, You're you know, a nice when, guy. When a thirteen-year-old, yeah. when a thirteen-year-old goes off the rails, he's thirteen, and right. he, his everything has failed him if he's in that. If he's absolutely in the right. In the absolutely the night, right. But but who's
2: failed him? So you failed. Well, America, Eric Zorn, because of your liberalism, well, you caused this. You caused this cancer on our culture. And I hope you write a best-selling novel. I really do. I will. Well, I will even try to read it. And I can't read. So
0: I'm. I'm going to spend the rest of my career trying to make up for what I have done. <laughs> hey, you that?
2: describe Chet chit chat. I believe as a fish. The sound of a fish flopping on the bottom of a rowboat or something. Which I believe is, was the. Did I quote you correctly? I don't, you probably don't remember, yeah. but it was probably I the best description. I never all my
0: columns yet. So. Yes,
2: yes. Uh, well, thank you, Eric. Best of luck to you. Go get some books, some real books. Okay.
0: I'll get some real books. I don't have this fake background. Really
2: <laughs> okay, we appreciate so. it. Good luck to you, Eric. Thanks so much.
0: Hey, Bruce. Good good luck with this show. It's, it sounds like a lot of fun. So I'll be watching.
2: Thank you. Bye bye. Bruce Wolf and Dobie Maxwell on the oh, weekly wrap. You do that four times in a show. You're going to need a knuckle. really tough fun. Hey, Dobie, uh, let's, let's plug your book before I forget.
3: Yes, uh, it's called Monkey in the Middle, and it's uh, published by Eckhart's Press right here in the Chicago area. Mm-hmm. And the basic story is uh, my best friend, since we were little kids, robbed a bank that he used to work at. Now, you ever best friend when you were a little kid? <laughs> Everyone's got a best friend, boys and girls. You're about you know, 10 years old. Yeah. I met him when we were 10. Yeah, And he robbed the bank he used to work at, not once, but twice. Really? He tried to blame the second bank robbery on moi. I had to wear a wire <laughs> for the FBI. Are you to kid- get him to con- Wait, is this a novel? Yes. Oh, but, I it, thought- It's, it's a I, true crime story. No, it's, I didn't no, it's, it a it tr- it's not a novel. It's, it's, it's true. It's, it's, it's a novel that it's, it's an unusual story. But Wait, is the story enough. true? It's a true story. It's a true 100% story. 100% true. And I had to wear a wire. I'm not wearing one today. In the uh, federal court and testify against my best friend. And did he go to the clink? Six and a half years. Really? For one bank robbery. They didn't... uh I mean, how much money market. did he steal? He got $105,000 the first time, $36,000 the second time. The mm. first time, I got fired from my radio station. You, know, you hear the three magic words in the broadcasting business. You never want to hear. You've heard them. Shut the door. Oh, really? Nothing good oh. ever happens mm. after that. So mm. I was depressed. Called my best buddy. We living mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. So then the you bank. started robbing banks with him? No, or? I did not. No, say, oh, no I okay. said, let's go to, let's go someplace warm. He said, where do you want to go? I said, how about Vegas? Never been there before. When do you want to leave? How about tomorrow morning? So I was renting a car and uh, picking him up. He robbed the bank. He had 105000 <laughs> stolen bank money in two satchels in the trunk of my vehicle, rented vehicle. So you are an accessory. I was okay. an accessory. And, and, yeah. the after, yeah, and one thing led to another, and I had to wear a wire and get him to confess he did it. So it's a hell of a story. Yeah, he's
2: not out to get you or anything like that. Yeah,
3: he told me he was going to shoot me. The That's day, just get out of here right now. The, the day that I started on the loop, he got released from prison. So that's sixteen years 16 ago. Sixteen years ago. So I mean, maybe he's kind of. on to I going think he's cooled off things. a little bit by now, yeah, but bit. you never know. No, no. So that's a true story. If you would, want
2: to- they would jack up our ratings if something happened right Eckhart's now. Egg press.
3: You better wear a. No, no it's ca- a great Kevlaro story. It is I mean, I don't even believe story. that story.
2: Anyway, the little anecdote that I have, which you top uh, pa- that, th- th- I can't. It pales in comparison. Wall knocker. My, my, <laughs> my high- nice, a nice knocker that I got right there. <laughs> so I, uh, so we were, I can't believe I'm this old, but my 50th high school reunion was scheduled for, like, next weekend. They postponed They're it all postponed. just the other day, mm-hmm. yesterday. And I thought, hey, we're going to be the first class that actually has a 60th reunion because, you know, everybody dies after the fir- Nobody has sure. 60th reunions. Now I'm not so sure that we're ever going to get past the 40th reunion. And maybe this is a hard- harbinger. Of course, remember, I am a baby boomer, so I am grandiose and think the world and the end of the world revolves around me. But maybe this is a harbinger of what of of the bad stuff in, in America, and uh, with the national debt being at what it is, and, and we're putting off uh, everything until tomorrow, that there won't be a tomorrow. Certainly not for me. I'm wondering if I actually will get to so go any to my 50th tomorrow. Reno- tomorrow, I love it, you. So and, and then there's this guy who said uh, he didn't want to go to the reunion because he's got an autoimmune situation. I understood that. But he wanted to go to a private dinner with about 10 people in an indoor restaurant. And I'm... Now, this guy finished 80 places above me in the high school class ranking, so he must be smarter than I am. So he's going in a
3: beekeeper suit. <laughs> but I don't
2: understand. How's he going to eat? Right. He'll suck the honey through a straw. And I, I Sucked a few honeys. Yeah. Well, all right. We can't. We're on TV in Peoria. I, I meant, I meant, yeah. I meant yeah. the bumblebee no, right, honey. Right. No. Innocent construction of that. Exactly right. So uh, now that I've lost my train of thought, I'm going to go back to the, your book. You didn't do you a know, 45?
3: So, you didn't do a 45? or you need Only only by the 10s? You
2: know, there was a 45. Okay. I didn't go to that. Gotcha. Uh, why not? I, Too busy? I, I felt. Look, when you get to be our age, you are kind of my contemporary, aren't you? I'm 58. Oh, no, you're you're baby. So, uh, here's everything feels like, especially when you get in your 60s, uh-huh. everything was yesterday anyway. Right. So, the 40th was the yesterday, and the 20th was the day before that. So, why do I need to see these people again? Uh, so, uh, time collapses. Could you do a Zoom reunion? A resume? Yeah, I may as well. So,. How do you like the chutzpah? You, you talk about your your friend who robs that's his own a, bank. That's more than chutzpah. Oh, that's that's no. the ultimate. That's, you know uh, the ultimate definition surus. of chutzpah. Well, it's surus and it's chutzpah. Um, the ultimate definition is the kid who uh, kills his parents and then uh, sues well, them. Well, then he begs for the mercy of the court because he's an orphan. That's the ultimate <laughs> definition of chutzpah. Melendez, and, Menendez, but here's Menendez. here's second right. Um, so the New York Teachers Union. Mm-hmm. They, like six months or so ago, were saying, well, we can't go back to school unless all the kids are vaccinated. Now the New York Teachers Union is saying, we can't make all our members get vaccinated. So the the students have to get it, but the teachers don't. It's ridiculous. Kids don't need to wear masks. Now, we differ on, I'm vaccinated.
3: You know, you're right about that. Get a yeah. wrestling mask, a Dr. X. You know,
2: really. Masks are actually beneficial to so many yeah, children yeah. Oh. who taunt each I'm other on the Wisconsin. playground. You should just yeah. put them all on. Well, them. Wisconsin, I mean, you should have a body mask. Should uh, Farmer uh, jeans uh, just goes right uh, over I the mean, face. I really. So I just, but the kids, there's got to be deleterious effects having to wear a mask mm-hmm. all day in school. And there's no good reason for it because COVID does not Affect children significantly, and you get the teachers vaccinated. Voila! That's the end of the. That's the end of the story. Wow. But now it's the, these the panic mongers, and I wish we had Eric Zorn back on the show because I'd like to rick him over the cola gig. I'm sure he's one of those guys, who uh, you know is in favor of. Of vaccinated people wearing masks. The whole point of being vaccinated was not to wear a mask anymore. You don't need, but there was this Provincetown massacre, of course. Did you hear about it? Nobody died. (laughs) Nobody died. They had this, you know. It was, you know, it's a gay festival in Provincetown. There's like 40,000 people who were there. And there were a number of COVID cases that that came out of it, but there were not that many hospitalizations and nobody died. And they were in these very tight quarters. uh, And uh, from that, they extrapolate, uh, the CDC extrapolates, and all of a sudden you've uh, you've got us wearing masks again. And this CDC director, Rachel Walensky, I don't know if she's an idiot or she's just nefarious, but uh do we have the clip from her with with Lester Holt at all? Yes, hold on. Oh, I'm I'm sorry I surprised you on that. Uh we don't have to play it if you don't want. But she she's she's like totally lost. She has she has said that the vaccination those with vaccinations, uh, it's 95% effective. Actually, she's wrong about that. It makes it seem like it's 5% not effective. Mm -hmm. No, that's only vis-a-vis unvaccinated. But not all unvaccinated people get COVID. So the real number is infinitesimal. There is no... There, if you're vaccinated, there, you hardly have a, a ghost of a chance of getting COVID. You may get the Delta variant and not even feel any symptoms. Did you feel uh, any after effects when you got your second shot? I did not. My wife did, so she took the uh, the brunt of that. But that's, oh, Do okay. we
3: have her right now? Coming
1: down with, with the infections, there have been some concerns that the CDC has not been more transparent on this issue. Is there anything you want to say to clear the air on these, on these breakthrough yeah, I cases? I want to
2: articulate that um, we expected to see some breakthrough cases. No vaccine is 100 percent. And I think we should be really lucky to understand that this vaccine is working against severe disease, against hospitalizations, against deaths.
1: Dr. Walensky, how do we turn around this wave? What's the best case in, in getting better?
2: The most important thing, I think, to realize is, is if we unify as a country, we can turn this around in several weeks.
0: I'm really heartened by the vaccination rates that are increasing dramatically in some areas of this country that have hit been hit the hardest. So really getting people vaccinated. But in the meantime, to put that mask back on. No,
2: <laughs> not if you're vaccinated. God I I put that, got that vaccination, my wife had to suffer for crying out loud. I didn't. Uh, she's also said things like, in the past, transmissions outside, ooh, You know, nobody's supposed to get it. She said it was less than 10%, which makes you feel like, oh, it could be 9%. No, it's like nothing percent. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm going to the White Sox game today. Should I not go? Barack Obama supposedly is uh, shrinking his birthday party a 60th birthday party at Martha's Vineyard it's going to go down from the hundreds to only family and friends I, why doesn't the president former president disclose the actual numbers because I have a feeling it's really not any different it's just he's just saying all Is he this wearing stuff. a mask on his birthday uh, and they said in the story I read anyway that it's an outdoor thing Well, why do you have to wear? Why, why make it smaller outdoors? Should I not go to Kaminsky Field, as he once called it, tonight? I mean, I don't understand that. But uh, and also, will he be inviting his imaginary friends? From you know, he wrote that book, Dreams from My Father, which included what he called composite friends who had been victims of racism. But somebody actually read the real biography of Obama and compared it to his own autobiography and realized they were totally fabricated characters. So I, you know, Obama was the smooth liar. Guys like Biden, who will he'll just stand he'll, he'll go up in front of you and say he drove a semi truck, <laughs> you know, or, or his father told him in, in the 1950s, hey, love is love between gay people. Oh, sure. Yeah, that happened. And yeah, and the other day, uh, he even admitted that he'd been bullied into this unconstitutional continuation of the uh, uh, of the uh, rent the eviction, ev- eviction now, how thing. Do you, so- how do you
3: think Carlton Sheets and Russ Whitney feel about that? They sold all those <laughs> tapes. <laughs> now all the people aren't getting their rents. They're going to get their houses. Hey, that's what. Hey,
2: you know, you, they're wearing you, a mask to you, just
3: conceal their identity. You take your chances. You take your
2: chances. When I mean the, this, you talk about Kutzba. Mm-hmm. This guy. I mean, the Supreme Court has already ruled. Who needs court packing when you've, got, when you've got Biden doing de facto court packing? He's basically negated the Supreme Court's edict on this. Of course, it's going to go through the courts again, and he knows it's going to go through the courts again. But meantime, he's going to buy a little more time on that, and that is very cynical, and it's wrong. And uh, That's I am Len I like O'Connor. But <laughs> I'm
3: F- Fahey Flynn. Yeah.
2: Uh, anyway, so uh, Dobie. It was great to be It's a blast with to see you. you again. Yeah, the book is... Uh, Monkey in the Middle, Eckhart's Press. Still, I still don't still don't even know if it's
3: real or if it's the a novel. The second time but he, it's... he wore a gorilla mask and a tuxedo, that's why it's Monkey in the Middle. I see. I will give you this I copy see. if you read it or want to use it as a doorstop, or I, we can all... I think you already gave me the those version. You got it. So that's fine. When so, the movie comes out, two Wayans brothers will be playing me and my buddy. <laughs> And, uh, Caitlyn Jenner and a duck. It'll be nothing like oh, that. Oh, right? man, that sounds like an all-star cast. Okay, thanks so
2: much Thank for you. joining us. Until next time, which I'm not sure what it is. Is it next week? It may be. We'll find out. Who knows? Jackie Mason will be our guest. Bye-bye. Bruce Wolf and Dolby Maxwell, right? On the weekly rapid bonus round. Yeah, knocked very lightly that time. You have a deductible? You have a copay? Yeah. Ouch. Okay. We're a boxing glove when you do that. I will. We're now got in the bonus round. We are. What, what's it called,
1: Chris? This is the Snopes game. Snopes game. Okay. We are playing it since, since you're undefeated. We brought in a new challenger.
3: Okay. To try and All take right. your title. I am Oscar Bonavena. <laughs> re- who did he beat? Nobody. <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> Richard Dunn. Really, boy,
2: you know your uh, pugilism, my friend. James Bone Crusher Smith. I remember him. Yeah. Okay. So since Bruce
1: has to get to a Sox game, we've shrunk this down. This will be a quick uh, lightning round edition. Gotcha. And it's going to be three Snopes uh, headlines that they have gone in and told you if they are true-false, we've combined the third category. Whether it's unproven, they can't find enough data. Wishy-washy. So you have to get into the heads of these Snopes uh, fact-checkers. And some of them are are straightforward. And and the first one is in the spirit of the Olympics. We have uh, chosen the first one which you may have already heard on the news and maybe you got a, a yes or a no already, are, did did Japan's uh, Olympic por- portion of the Olympic Committee produce the medals from recycled phones?
2: Is it is is true, true or false? Is it true or false? there an in-between that's, answer that's on unproven. that one? An oh, it's Unproven. Uh, from recycled or, or, yeah,
1: phones. Yeah, because there's, the, the, there's some truth to it
2: you, know, I bl- it. you know why I believe that's true? Because I was in Tokyo uh, in 2000 with the Cubs, and we did a report from their electronic area, that street, and I got this little thing, and I put it next to my ear, and I said, How do you, where do you talk into it? Because there's no receiver or whatever, and that was like the first cell phone. So I'm, sh- I'm thinking they're using those very phones from 20 years ago. I say it's true.
3: I would say, why not be thrifty and frugal? I say true. So we have two
2: truths.
1: Two truths. Yeah. It is true. All right. There you go.
3: That is the, uh, the ingenuity
1: of Japan. Yeah. They're just, just cheap. <laughs> or, or being cheap as as, as is. All Thrifty. Right, now, now I'm going to go... Uh, let's get... Uh, let's go a little scat here. I've got two scat ones.
3: Okay. What's scat? Ella, Ella Fitzgerald scat? Oh, that kind of scat.
2: Scooty, scatological.
3: scatological.
2: Yeah.
1: Did our president... Mr. Joe Biden. I'm
2: glad you said it was Joe Biden. Not according to the 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 Arizona audit. Cy Sperling is my
1: president (laughs) of the hair club.
3: (laughs) That's my president.
1: I believe this was last week, perhaps. Did Joe Mm -hmm. Biden say, my butt's been wiped, to the press pool when he was getting on Marine One? Did Joe Biden say, my butt's been wiped? Uh, I don't know if you've seen the footage. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So did Joe? Biden this is say after
2: after he some of that ice cream that he was eating uh, didn't sit well with him, or it actually did sit. Went
1: through him yeah, like a Canadian yeah. quarter through a vending machine. There we
3: go. So so we'll say true.
1: True. He, he did say my butt's been white. I go gotta true.
3: I gotta say I don't know if he knows what he's saying. I'll go I'll go half and half. Half and half. True. True.
1: Snopes dug deep into this one, and came back with unproven. Oh, okay. okay. All right, you win. So, when you play the clip, which I think we can play the clip, um, if you hear it,
3: <laughs> it does sound like he says. that. Is this like playing a Led Zeppelin record backwards and hearing "I Love Satan"? So he,
1: he says something, and you can hear it. It's it's what.
3: Remember that was that. Uh, what was the two things? That if you if you
1: if you heard different. Uh, it's a green dress or a yeah, yellow yeah.
2: dress. It's yeah, yeah. That. yeah. Let me see.
0: What butt? what? Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like my butt's been wife. Of course, I always thought it's. Excuse me while I kiss this guy from. You know, <laughs> exactly. Andrews, yes. so. okay. All right. So the last and yeah. <laughs> final one
1: to get Bruce out of here to get to the uh,
0: see the. side. I think That's it's okay. Bruce's
2: pitching tonight. That's right. Did you see Hawk Harrelson's uh, oh ceremonial God. first pitch? Did you hear him with? Did he bounce
1: did one? You hear
0: him
2: no, saying? it sounded like I mean I thought maybe he only bounced it because he was throwing to like a mascot or something, but it was like twelve feet and it bounced. Was what the, did he say? The anti ephus.
1: He, he did a he did a <laughs> whole he did a whole inning with uh with on the radio side with uh Darren Jackson. Darren Jackson and Connor McKnight is filling in because he's yeah, you know, right. doing the Olympics and whatnot, yeah. so Len's doing the TV.
2: Yeah, thanks for <laughs> you, I I'm glad you made us follow that course. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, the super socks man. But yeah.
1: he... He, what has it been three years something he like sounds that. like he's aged
2: 15-20 oh years. really
1: slow could not remember a thing DJ was saving him on, really? I, I him thought it was Tim name. Conway
2: I think I could beat him in a, yeah, going down the stairs like yeah, Mr. Tugball yeah, really yeah, slow exactly. I I thought that uh, uh, I when I saw him I, I once was in a celebrity golf outing or something like that and Hawk was the host of it and you had to hit an 8 iron in the 8th hole against him and he he laughed at my golf swing it, you know, Hawk he was a professional, yeah, a professional golfer. golfer. He actually invented the batting glove from a golf glove, but I got a feeling I could take Hawk in a round of golf right now.
1: Do you know he plays golf with Joe West all the time now?
2: They live 20 minutes from Oh, Washington. mercy. Mercy. Okay. There you go. Okay. All right, here, so here, here's our – yeah, it was – it was. he's, mm-hmm. he's
1: definitely aged, and, okay. and, he, and he got out at the right time because – Yeah. A dude, lot of people
2: thought he should have gotten out yeah, about 20 years I ago. I think so. Maybe I'm about a, Terry Boars. I'm a, that. I was a huge Hawk fan. I love Hawk too. You can play I like on Wimpy. More. Yeah, yeah. Hawk and Wimpy. Good, I good like Hawk and Wimpy too. Yeah. And yeah, I
1: love Wimpy. And Wimpy did not go. DJ went to the Hall of Fame introduction, but Wimpy didn't go, which was odd to me. Right? I like yeah. DJ too. Well, DJ's you
2: know your. Can I listen to your Sox podcast on the way uh, over to the game?
1: <laughs> I'll give you all the info so you can Thanks. be the the master of the suite.
3: You'll yeah, be with Lamar Hoyt for five hundred, Alex. <laughs> exactly. All right, the last one. So, right now,
1: yeah. Doby is up. He will never be invited back. It'd it's okay. Win. It's like two out of tank three tank falls wrestling. I'm exactly. Kenny
3: J. I'm about to get beaten by Vern Guy. So, I'm Edward Carpentier. <laughs> Are, do you remember him? I do. Yes. The Flying right.
1: Frenchman. So, being fair mm-hmm. in the SCAT category, mm-hmm. did President Trump experience diarrhea on a golf course?
2: Oh, I thought Biden just experienced it. I, I said before. Well, somebody
1: cleaned him up, apparently. But, uh-huh. did Trump experience diarrhea on a golf course?
2: Uh. I would say diarrhea of the mouth. It was huge. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It was huge. Yeah. <laughs> right.
3: Um, he gave yeah, I will mic. say true that he did. True. Yeah. I think he soaked his frog hair. No, I think that's false. So we have a false. It is false.
1: Huh. John, can you bring up this image?
3: Toby, you really know. This. I'm sorry.
1: I know my really diarrhea good. stories. Well, you are a novelist. Yeah. So there's this image. I don't know if you can see it, Bruce. There's a mm-hmm. uh, there's a brown stain on the back oh. of Trump's trousers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is false. That's it Mike was a Pence. doctored photo. Mike oh, it's a which, doctored it's, photo? Of course, it's, it's circulated around the internet does
3: in Why does, any, why does anybody before. need to doctor a photo of Donald Trump? Aren't the real ones crazy enough? Did I, I, yeah. I don't know how much time we have, but under 30 seconds. I was heckled by Donald Trump in Florida. Really? 1997. I was opening for Rosie O'Donnell, and they were really good friends. Yeah. Then. And it was a two-act show. I did 40 minutes up yeah, front. Yeah, yeah, They said, we're bringing Donald Trump in on Saturday night. Just pretend. Yeah. It was a big club, 500 seats, which is big for a comedy club. Yeah. And they said, Just, he'll come in. It'll be dark. Don't worry about it. So I see him come in. His two bodyguards. He was married to Marla Maples at the time. Sure. So they sat down, and about 30 seconds after they sat down, I heard from the back, when are you gonna get funny? Oh my <laughs> goodness, it's Donald Trump! And I said, "Hey man, just pipe down. Nobody knows who you are. I know who you are. Just sit there and look dumb like you do at work all day." <laughs> I'm running <on> this show. <laughs> Three minutes later, I'm still waiting, Un- So wow. the, the the person that was running the sounded lights turns on the sounded lights. Everyone looks. It's Donald Trump. It's Donald Trump. It's Donald Trump. And it's spread all through the building. So now he takes his bar napkin and holds it up. Okay. Oh no no no. We're not. When am I get, when am I gonna get funny? When are you gonna finish that haircut that you got started with an egg beater? And I just went a bam, bam, bam. I wow. see, heckling me is like tipping over a wheelchair yeah. saying, I kicked your butt. Yeah, exactly. So they ended up leaving without paying their bill. So it made the, the paper the next day. They sent the, the, the bodyguards thought that Trump paid it. Trump thought the bodyguards paid for it. So he sent a $100 bill over the next day. So I talked to my buddy in Milwaukee, my hometown, and it made the Milwaukee paper, too. Heckled by Donald Trump. I still have the article. He wasn't the president. As so, so soon as he got elected, I thought, I was... a. Is heckled by a president.
2: I am going to heckle you right now because that should have been the very first story. <laughs> now it's at like extra time. This is in the footnotes. I'm sorry.
3: And maybe I'll come back the, again. Maybe I'll poison. Tim we, can no, we can edit that. Let's make that right the first. The front, yes. Just
1: go.
2: You do your magic on but, this. You know.
1: Well, Eric Zorn will share it, so it will get more viewers there. There we go. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, though, Bruce. Appreciate it. Thanks,
2: Chris. Bye-bye. Bye bye.